Yo ho, all together. Hoist <laughs> <laughs> the colors. Well, colors. There we go. I was like banners. <laughs> oh, banners! No, I think that's it. <laughs> no, no, I think it's colors. It's definitely colors. Hoist <laughs> the colors high. <laughs> Yo ho, beef and beggar. I don't know this the song. words. <laughs> Welcome to Fairy Tale Fan. I'm Kelsey, and I'm Abby. And this is the pirate episode. I am yes! so fucking stoked. <laughs> At last. We have been wanting pirates, and it's really difficult to find fairy tales with pirates in them. Mm-hmm. We have wonderfully been sent some pirate stories by Brittany. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you, she, Brittany. Thank Bless you so you. much, Brittany. We love you. One of them is still really long. It's, it's um, too long. <laughs> it's, it's so long, and we wanted to shorten it for this episode, but we just didn't have the time. I'm tired. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get a ghost story, another one from Brittany. So we're going to read that today. Okay. I mean, I, I say okay as if I don't know because I'm the one reading it. I'm I'm yeah. going to be reading a ghost, <laughs> ghost story. Uh, and I found another one possibly in a Ruth Manning Sanders book, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I'm just like so excited for Pirates. Oh, it's so appropriate because it's, it's the final episode of April, mm-hmm. theoretically, assuming we actually release this episode in April. Time will yeah. tell. We we shall see. <laughs> F- fairy tale um, fix is undergoing some maintenance, and we're doing a maintenance. <laughs> um, but assuming all goes well, we will release this episode in April, just in mm-hmm. time to let pirates steer us into the beautiful waters where the mermaids dwell. For mermaid, yes, we figured since the Little Mermaid was coming out. Mm-hmm. Or the the live action Little Mermaid movie was coming out at the end of May that we would do all mermaid tales for the month of May. Yes. So we're going to go oh. around the world mm-hmm. f- uh, to find different types of mermaids. I'm so, so excited get ready. about this. <laughs> and if you're a patron, you already know we did a bonus episode with uh, some Irish mermaids called the Marrow. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're not a Patreon, a patron of Patreon yet, <laughs> you can check that out at fairytalefix.cash. And we're we like, never going to do marrow again. So that is the only place mm-hmm. you will ever find it. Yeah. How else are you going to learn about the marrow? Which is not Irish by Googling mermaids. it. Yeah. Don't Google it. Don't, don't Google look at the it. Wikipedia page. <laughs> Go to fairytalefix.cash. <laughs> Where we've got 19 or 20 bonus episodes for you to listen to. Anyway, (laughs) I was really excited about Pirates. I just had to get straight into it. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm doing amazing. 
Good. I'm having a beautiful day. Um, I know you said you had like a topic you wanted to get into today, but I, I actually, I wanted to tell you about how I had the best time talking to the guy who came to fix my doorknob earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell my me door, about that. So my door broke. I'm my sorry. doorknob broke. Like Something the with the door? latch. The front door. We couldn't open it. Okay. Um, oh, like something happened. Stuck? What if there was we a were fire? Stuck. <laughs> well, because we could get out the back door. The back door was fine. <laughs> no, back door's on fire. <laughs> Gotta. Oh, okay. <laughs> In this scenario, the back door's on now fire. Now you have to run up the stairs. You have to jump on your roof and jump <laughs> to the other okay. roof. Like you're in an action movie. It's fine. Our house isn't very secure. We could push a screen out. No big deal. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we're not guy. We tried to fix it ourselves. It was bad. We're not good at that. And so we fit, we called a locksmith and uh, Mustafa came over to fix our doorknob. And while he was fixing our doorknob, um, he told me many things. But my favorite thing was he told me about how he's from Mali. And mm-hmm. he thinks Mali is the best country in the entire world and that everybody should visit. Not right now. He made sure to give that caveat <laughs> because there's a lot of political unrest at the moment. Not now, but not now, but someday in some in some future where the the political situation in Mali has calmed down a little bit. He says, uh-huh. you'll never meet a stranger. The food is amazing. The architecture is really cool. And also, I'm from there, and Mali is the best country in the entire <laughs> world. He says the grass smells grassier. Grassier grass. Yeah. He loves Mali, and he was telling me all about it. I'm, I'm fucking in. I'm, me Let's too. Go. I was like, well, you have bumped Mali higher up my list of places <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> it wasn't really on the list, but you have sold me on Mali. He he actually works for a tourism company in Mali. <laughs> <laughs> he works for the like the Mali government tourism board or something. <laughs> he he just wasn't actually there to fix your lock. He just knows a lot because it, mm-hmm. in Mali they just know that stuff. They know everything. They just know that everything they just got got it together my favorite thing he told me was about this ancient mosque um so he told me about the great mosque of Genet, which is in mali obviously and then uh and it's it's like a really it's really cool looking i encourage everybody to google it it's the great mosque of Genet, which is spelled d-j-e-n-n-e and it's this huge building that's actually he told me it's pretty much completely made out of mud but it's gorgeous, cool, cool looking. And uh, he also told me that a lot of the structures in Mali are made out of mud because there is a lot of mud available. And, and uh, the yeah. it has like temperature control properties that make it actually like really, really cool for living in that region. Um, And he told me that so it does look badass. Like it looks, in, it looks, it does like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it outside of, um, it looks kind of intimidating. Yeah, it does. It, it's got like spiky stuff yeah. coming out of it and like these little towers and it definitely looks like it would be hard to invade. Very. <laughs> <laughs> There's fucking spikes everywhere. Unless you were climbing the spikes. <laughs> Maybe. They are spread kind of far apart. I wonder if you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at close-ups of some of the towers, it doesn't look like those spikes are actually that close together. Now it kind of looks a little bit like a, 
a tower in Assassin's Creed where you can climb up it. And <laughs> yeah, and then jump off. Into and then a jump off. Bale Bay and be just totally mm-hmm. fine. And be totally fine. <laughs> but he told me that, so this, uh, this mosque has a creepy origin story, according to Ooh. Mustafa. And I wanted to tell it to you really quick. Please do. Uh, while it's still fresh in my memory. So <laughs> apparently, um, you know, this, mo- this mosque is quite old. And so the legend goes that when they were building it, uh, it kept collapsing. Like the first few times that they tried to build it, it kept collapsing. Everybody had no idea what was going on because uh, he says that a lot of buildings in Mali are made are made of the same material. And mm-hmm. why was this building not standing up when the others are? And he told me that the reason that this mosque uh, kept falling was because there are creatures who inhabit that area, which he then kind of explained to me are sort of demons, but not quite like not not the same way, not the same way we would think of demons, but but that like otherworldly otherworldly creatures inhabit this area and they demanded a sacrifice. (gasps) I love it. And so they sat there. Uh, naturally, a virgin. <laughs> of course, ah, goddamn must it. sacrifice a virgin. <laughs> so the the local the local king obviously you know gives his daughter in sacrifice to build the mosque. Okay. Um, they they buried her alive. Oh my god! So she haunts the shit out of that mosque. <laughs> she haunts the shit out of this mosque, and then mm-hmm. they built the mosque around her, mm-hmm. and then the structure stayed up. And he says that her gravestone is still in the mosque and people oh like visit it and like leave offerings and pray. Interesting. Uh, over it. Aww. I just thought that was a wild story. That poor girl. Yeah, he did tell he did he asked me if it was okay to tell me because he he was like he's like, so it does have like kind of an interesting origin story, but it is a very sad story. Is it okay is like, are you okay with that? Like, can I tell you a and sad story? You're like, I'm I'm an anthropology major. One hundred fucking percent. I want to know everything. Please tell me your sad story. Every single detail. That is like that is really cool and horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's kind of cool that like her memory still lives on because of that too. Like, yeah, I do. I do like that bit. I mean, that fucking you know. sucks. But if sci-fi have to be buried alive, I want people to remember me forever and leave me presents in the afterlife. Absolutely, <laughs> they better honor my name huh? forever and ever and ever. <laughs> oh my god, being buried alive. Fuck that shit. Absolutely no. Jesus. Like Jesus. No. <laughs> Yeah, and like the fine hairs on the back of my neck stood straight up. Oh, what was his name again? Story. Mustafa. 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 Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Awesome. That's exactly yeah. the kind of person I want to meet in my life. Whenever mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of want to go out and like do something by myself, but I don't, I tell myself I'm missing out on those potential stories. Remember that one guy, that old guy I met who told me about aliens? like caused covid yes you did you told me about this man (laughs) i talked about this on a a bonus episode but like i was literally listening re-listening to an episode of our podcast at a bar like in the middle of the day like at a you know like a cute little craft beer bar or whatever Mm -hmm. um just to be out of the house and this old old fucking dude comes up and he like starts trying to talk to me and I'm like, sure. Why not? Like what the hell? <laughs> and he tells me, I know what started COVID. And I was like, Oh, 
<laughs> and then he told oh? me it was and then he told me it was aliens <laughs> and that they were trying to like destroy the human race and they were gray and they live underground and they've been among us for like years and years and years. And he found out when he was in the military, like <laughs> World War One, because <laughs> he's so fucking old. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, these are the sometimes it's worth talking Wild. to strangers. Strangers have very exciting <laughs> stories sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a good time. Then we just we talked we talked about like more stories. We talked about religion a lot. We talked about what makes Molly so great, which apparently is lots of things. So everybody <laughs> put Molly you know, at the very least, uh learn where Molly is and then yeah. uh you know, oh. keep it in mind as a cool, awesome place to go. I like later it up after it calms down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely want to go and try the food. That sounds it's it's in Africa. It's kind of close to Nigeria and Ghana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort North. of like in Central West Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and All he right. says the people there are super nice, uh, yeah. and you'll never meet a stranger, and everyone will take great care of you. Unless you're the grass is grassier. Unless you're a virgin. Unless you're (laughs) unless you're a virgin. Unless you're the virgin daughter of a king, and they need to build a mosque. Yeah, don't. They may not take care of you. Don't risk it. (laughs) Don't risk it. (laughs) Most people are pretty safe, though. Maybe we can look that up and tell that story later because that's awesome. What stories do you tell strangers when you meet them? That's you. I strive to be a person who has good stories like that. That's a great thing to strive for. I don't know that I tell strangers stories. Yeah. Um, What story do you tell them? I don't. (laughs) I normally (laughs) avoid people. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. So I need to start being that person that tells weird tavern stories. Just have like have one in your back pocket, you know, have one on deck. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Absolutely. I know I've told people fake stories. I tried uh, to make that legend of... So there's a bar in our hometown called The Bear. And mm-hmm. uh, I, made, I made up some story about how it used to be farmland and now it's haunted by a cow called Black Bessie. Yes, yes. <laughs> I tried to make my own local legend. You tried to, you tried to make it happen. <laughs> I was very drunk when we came up with this. (laughs) Um, And I've actually heard other people talk about Black Bessie. I'm not kidding. Like, I think. Ooh, it worked. I think it might have stuck a little bit. I told so many people that story in college. (laughs) But that, I like that. I love it. He's not really with the door company. He's just <laughs> going around telling people about Molly. <laughs> like what like the like a wandering Molly tourism board representative. <laughs> he just happens to know how to fix the door. To, anyway. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to tell you about that because I thought that was a great story. That is a great story. That's way better than my thing. I <laughs> we do this podcast, and I'll always like throughout the week be like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna talk to Abby about this and this." And then as soon as we start talking, all of that goes out of my brain. I'm like, "So what's up? <laughs> what's up with you?" <laughs> I, I'm still watching Bob's Burgers and falling asleep on my couch for the millionth time. <laughs> so, uh, but I did have a couple things. Awesome. Um, I'm back on Twitter, which. <gasps> 
may oh, or may not interesting. be a mistake. That's a hot take. <laughs> Spicy. Why? Um, something happened in the news and I didn't, <laughs> that's where I get my news is Twitter, I guess, but something happened and I didn't know about it. And instead of like Googling it, I wanted to go to Twitter and like see what people were saying about it. Cause it's sure. not just like the news itself, but it's like, it's interesting to see what people are talking, like talking about it, I guess. I don't How know. people are reacting to the news. Yeah. Well, welcome back. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't still have my my uh, username or anything, so I didn't know who I was following. Like, I had just deleted it completely. Oh. So I had to start re-following people, and I was, like, not sure. It felt very foreign. I followed you, of course, <laughs> in Fairy Tale you, Fix. You did? Because I don't see a notification for that. Hang on. Oh, it's there. We're doing it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I still don't have any followers. <laughs> No one's followed okay. me back, but that's you okay. I'm not going to say fairy tale fix is following you. I'm never going to say anything on Twitter ever. Well, sometimes um, I like spying on what people are liking because Twitter will show you. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, so I think that's fun. PSA, like, even if you don't say anything exactly yourself, uh, it's yeah. fun to see like what you're responding to on Twitter. I know. I've thought about opening our likes on TikTok because we don't post a lot on TikTok, but I feel like I do like some really good stuff. Anyway, we also joined Clapper. <laughs> we did, did we? Fix. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same thing you're going to find on TikTok. I've always wanted to join a social media app right at the beginning so I can like get in there and like be the expert right away, I guess, because I usually wait like a year before I join anything ever because I really don't mm -hmm. like social media that much. Um, <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah, we're on Clapper. Whatever. Okay. It's it's like Twitter 2.0. It's it's honestly it's honestly right now for my feed. It's or I guess my feed is fairy tale fix, but it's like Spanish TikTok. <laughs> Everything oh, interesting. Is in Spanish. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was going to admire. I was going to tell you I was admiring your nails earlier. I love. <laughs> I, I love rainbow. the Roy G. Biv of your nails. <laughs> yeah, I did rainbow because it's finally not fucking raining. Finally, and it's been so cold. I have been absolutely miserable. <laughs> I'm a I'm a summer baby, and I'm like, can it be ninety degrees yet, or just like even even like seventy degrees? <laughs> Could it be sixty eight degrees? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> So I'm manifesting summer through my nails. <laughs> mm -hmm. Come to me, summer. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It'll be here. <laughs> Damn, I can't wait. Anyway, um, I also was going to mention I started watching Only Murders in the Building. Oh, how is that? It's so cute. I my mom said she really liked it. So I assumed I was going to hate it because my mom and I do not like the same shows almost ever, mm -hmm. except for resident <laughs> alien is one we like. Um, and oh, it's very cute. It's about like a podcast. I'm sure everybody already knows what it's about and has seen it. Um, I actually don't. I, I, I don't know anything about it. It's so cute. I think so Selena Gomez is on it. Yeah. It's Selena Gomez. Who's adorable. Martin short. Who's fucking phenomenal martin short is such a good actor like i just adore him he's so good he's got so much energy he's like a true he's like a theater guy like you can see it like bursting uh -huh. out of him <laughs> yeah martin and short's got, incredible yeah and it's is got steve, steve martin, martin. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 who's also very cute brilliant 
Um, even Nathan Lane makes a an appearance. As I a, love Nathan Lane. Uh, right, right. So good, and it's so okay. fun. It's so cute. I definitely recommend you watch it. Uh, it's they start like a true crime podcast because there's a murder in the bu- in their building, and that's what they call it. And so I mentioned this earlier a little bit. Um, I've been. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to riot if Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder don't cameo in it. Like, they have to. They started yes, they do. true crime they- podcasting. <laughs> They're the OG. They did. They set the trend. So I'm like, I just keep expecting them to cameo in it, and I want that so better. badly. Like... Like, because there's no, there's no, there's no conceivable universe where the writers don't know about that podcast. Right? Oh, they have to cameo in it because they're like the OG true crime. I'm sure there's others, but. But they, I don't know. I, I feel I feel good about saying that they were kind of the the pioneers of true crime podcast in its most popular form. Right? Like, Them and like the last podcast on the left, I feel like, mm-hmm. really did a lot of true crime like stuff. Anyway, so I've been watching that and it's really cute. Oh, uh, okay. And I definitely recommend you watch it. It's really okay. fun. I'm into that. Okay. Because oh, I I just love Martin Short so much. I fucking love him. <laughs> By the way, one quick more shout out before we get started. Um, happy birthday to Caroline. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. This comes out on her birthday. It doesn't come out on her birthday. It comes out a little bit after. I meant to say happy birthday on her bonus on our bonus episode. And I totally forgot because that comes out like the day after or on her birthday. But I wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our um, wonderful fairy tale fix producers, Caroline. A shout out, Caroline. (laughs) We love you so. We love you so much. Like, and if you're also producers and one of our oldest friends, like, oh yeah, we Caroline is incredible, and she we need to have her on the show at some point too. We do. So I found this story. When I was looking for a different story, I think we were doing a, a random reading, and mm-hmm. uh, I have this a book of Marvels and Magic, generously donated by our favorite person on the whole planet, Chris Otto. Yes. Chris, we love you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I was, like, flipping through the pages and found artwork. And the, the artwork is the only reason that I think this story is piratey. There might not be any pirates in it. Like there might be like one brief mention of pirates and that's it. I have. And no that was idea. the drawing that Robin Jacques decided to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I chose this story. Um, it's not quite as long as the one Brittany sent us that we'll, we'll, we'll still probably get back to at some point. Mm-hmm. But this we will is- do it someday. I want to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but today is not this day. Today is not that day. Yeah. <laughs> but this story is called The Cock with the Golden Feathers. I'm not going to have a easy time <laughs> with it this episode. I'm I'm anticipating rough seas ahead. Uh, rough seas? <laughs> we also thought it would be fun to make it into a drinking game mm-hmm. <laughs> since it's the pirate episode. So I have a shot glass of rum here. Also, look at my shot glass. Oh, I love. Oh, my God. I love that glass. My shot glass. I got it in Fort Bragg. It has real big titties on it. It does. And, and it's, it's like in a, a bikini. Little, 
It's in a little pirate uh, bikini, and it even has nipples. Oh, my God. (laughs) You can feel the nipples. I love it so much. I want one. Those titties are huge. <laughs> They're so big. I think I got this for Adam last time I was in Fort Bragg. It made me laugh so much. Wow. Well, my shot glass is super boring by comparison. Um, mine, mine just has like the logo for my husband's job on it. Oh, I, well, that's cool. I yeah, I did think glasses. it was interesting. I was interested. I thought it was interesting that they did shot glasses as like That's the fun. company's swag. It's he works. For, he works for a counseling center. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's you know what any company really. Yeah, unless it's, it's you know for people getting sober. Yep. 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 yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the, yeah. Or it's like owned by people who don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> something then it would make sense anyway anyway uh, so thought it would be fun to take a drink every time it says something super super mm-hmm. piratey and we mean a drink not a yeah. shot we not have shot. made that mistake before <laughs> before <laughs> pirates and drinking just goes together <laughs> so it we're sure gonna see does. how that goes so um, how did you want to do this? So like, because we each have like a separate drink. Like we each have like a uh, a glass of wine as well. <laughs> do we want to take our shots now and then ju- and then sip? Oh, I like that. Sounds fun. I think that sounds fun. <laughs> I'm into it. Okay, then I'll have to go get a little bit more drink because I'm almost yes. out of wine. Same. Okay. Let's do it. I love it. Oh my god, I'm having so much. I'm having so much fun. Let's <laughs> let's take a shot and then we'll make our predictions. So, wait, what's what should we cheers to? That's piratey. Arr, arr, <laughs> to Molly, to Mustafa, to to Must- well, Mustafa's Muslim. I don't think Mustafa drinks. He might not appreciate it, but <laughs> to to the Virgin King's daughter. To the yes, to the Virgin King's daughter. May she rest in peace. Cheers. R.I.P. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I have not just straight up taken a shot of whiskey in a long time. Oh my gosh. Okay. That. <laughs> oh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Shots are for young people. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. Shots are. <laughs> Shots are for people in their 20s. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to let you go first. Give me three predictions. Oh, and to to be fair for everyone, uh, for everyone's knowledge, I did send a photo of the picture that I saw to Abby. So we are on the same amount of spoilers Mm -hmm. for this story. We are on the (laughs) same page. Wow. It just thundered real hard outside. Ooh, that's spooky. That's such piratey weather. Absolutely. A storm's rolling in. Just pretend you're on a ship and sway back and forth. <laughs> okay, give me three predictions for the okay. cock with the golden feathers. The cock with the golden feathers. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture you sent me, the spoiler picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, are you to- studying it? <laughs> I'm studying it. I'm trying. <laughs> um, we'll we'll describe it real fast. Okay, and I'll post so, it on our Instagram too. 
If you want to go look right now, if you want to pause this episode and go look, I'll post it before we start this episode. So you're on the same page as us. But it is like three pirate looking dudes, like a captain and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Ship his name? Crew Sh- people. Shmeez. <laughs> and two shmees. <laughs> two shmees. Sneeze. <laughs> Sneeze. Um, and they are looking at a, they're looking down at like a, a king or a prince with like really fancy robes and he looks like stunned and they're all smiling. Yeah. And he looks, he looks like he just got hit in the face with something and they're smiling like, Hey, yep. Or maybe he just, uh, had a couple shots of rum and he's never had that before. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's just this cause he looks young, you know? Yeah. I bet, I bet he's not, he's either a prince or like he's a lad who yeah. is pretending to be a prince. That's my first prediction for this. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think the protagonist is a prince. Okay, protagonist is not a prince. He looks too surprised, and that and that cape is not fitting him so good. Yeah. Oh, and he doesn't have shoes on either. And he's not wearing shoes. So maybe he was previously naked. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they all look. They look content and happy. They look like they're they're not mad at him or anything. They're like smiling. Yeah, they actually kind of look sort of kindly. Mm-hmm. You know? They're all holding... They, well, they all have guns. The top one is holding his gun. I don't know if I'm looking into this way too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, My second prediction is that he will be made to walk the plank. <gasps> I love it. Made to walk the plank. And my third prediction is that this is going to end up being a princess bride sort of situation. I love Where that. they're going to teach this guy to be the best pirate that ever existed <gasps> ever. Oh my god, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's so cute. It does okay. and they they have such kind-looking faces that I'm I'm hoping this is cute. I did not make any predictions about the, the rooster <laughs> or the feather. <laughs> <laughs> all of my predictions were based on that one picture and I'm sure I shall be punished for it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I am going to predict that they are like kindly pirates. Okay. They do. They look so kind. Yeah. And they're, they're all bespectacled, you know, mm-hmm. they look nice. And my other prediction is also based on this photo. I also predict that he was in a shipwreck and they like a saved shipwreck. him. Okay. So shipwreck and that they like, they save him and pick him up I like that to help him on his journey or whatever. And my third prediction is not based on the picture, but I'm going to base it on the cock with the golden feathers. Ooh. And I'm going to guess that the protagonist is on a quest to get the cock with the golden feathers. Okay. I think right? it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's a great prediction. Quest to get the cock. <laughs> I'm on a quest for cock. <laughs> Title the episode. I'm just kidding. I don't think we could do that. <laughs> quest for cock. Quest for cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> okay. Without further ado. Okay. Ruth Manning Sanders, the cock with the golden feathers is from Bavaria. Ooh, from Bavaria. Where is Bavaria? 
I know. I'm looking it up. <laughs> the largest German state by land area. Oh. So uh, it's where like uh, Munich is, which okay. is very far from the ocean. So what if there are no pirates in this story? <laughs> that is very far. But, you know, maybe they tell fantastical tales about the ocean. Okay. Could That could be. The closest ocean is near Slovenia or Croatia and then or north in the Netherlands. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I mean, but. But I mean, like Germany, Germany has a Germany has a coast. It's true. Once upon a time and a long, long time ago, two army officers were taken prisoner when fighting in a foreign land and their orderly, a lad called Bernard, was taken prisoner with them. They weren't badly treated by their captors, but all the same time, you may be sure they longed to go home to their own country. So maybe their home country is Bavaria and they're like off on the coast. Yeah. Well, now, one stormy night, when the wind was howling round the tent, where these officers were sleeping, and the rain was drum, drum, drumming on the tent roof, Bernard came tiptoeing in to wake them both by tugging at their sleeves. Masters, whispered Bernard, the guards have been carousing and are now snoring in a drunken sleep. If nice. you have to... Oh, drink. Drink. That's very drunken pirate sleep. behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if this is all that's like part of the pirate stuff, I'm going to be really sad. I'm just going to just start drinking my beer like normal. <laughs> <laughs> Masters, the guards have been carousing and are now snoring in a drunken sleep. If you have a mind to escape, this is the moment. I have some food here in a bag, and I have relieved the guards of a bottle or two of wine that they were too full up to drink. Piracy. Piracy. Drink. I should have got something without ice. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> I got a uh, rum and coke, basically. Nice. Because I so was good. still feeling pretty, pretty piratey. In less than no time, the officers were up and dressed and stealing out into the night. Nothing to be heard in the enemy camp but the howling of the wind and the rattling of the rain. Dense clouds cover the sky, not a glimpse of a moon, not a peep of a star. Walking cautiously yet swiftly, the three men, the two officers, and Bernard were soon clear of the camp and heading north for home. On and on and on. By daybreak, they had put miles between themselves and the enemy. Very fast. And then, having eaten some of the food that Bernard carried, they all three hid in a field of uncut corn and slept. Next okay. night, it's up with them and on again, and it's still raining, and they're soaked through and through and shivering with cold, and it's jog trot, jog trot, running a while to warm themselves, keeping to the fields and byways, stumbling into ditches, scrambling through thorny hedges, with their pace getting slower and slower as the weary night wears on. Oh my goodness. When do the In pirates get here? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, they might have been taken like captive by the pirates, and that's all we're ever going to hear. <laughs> That's <laughs> no Robin Jacques has a plan. He knows. He must know. We'll see. All right, go on. It's 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 a pretty long story, so settle in. <laughs> okay, I'm settling in. All right, all right, all right, I'm calming down. In this manner, they travel for a week or more, and still the wind howls and the rain comes pelting down, and they're in a very bad way for they have no food left. This is some serious like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, fairy tale. this is 
stuff. I like it. This is a huge bummer. <laughs> this isn't usually how they start. No. I feel like, but I do like it movie. starts with like a prison break. I know. That's pretty exciting. One night they came into a great forest and here they ventured to gather sticks and light a fire that they might at least warm themselves and dry their clothes. Having hung their dripping coats on some bushes near the fire, the two officers sat down and held out their hands to the blaze. One officer yawned and the other officer yawned. (sighs) We will sleep for an hour or two whilst our jackets dry, said one officer. Yes, sleep for an hour or two, said the other officer. How good it is to be warm at last. And they both slept. Mistake. God, I feel that's bad idea. They deserve this so bad. <laughs> uh, I think Bernard deserves this, probably. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> well, Bernard stood and watched the fire, flinging on more fuel from time to time. The fire was burning bravely, but soon the sticks they had gathered were all used up. Now he must go and seek for more. So he started off among the trees, breaking off a branch here and a branch there, until he had a good bundle. But how dark it was! Looking behind him, he could see no gleam of ruddy light. The fire then must have gone out. He must hurry back. Mm -hmm. And he did hurry. But in the darkness, he lost his way. And instead of getting back to his sleeping masters, he was going in the opposite direction. And all around him was now black night. With the tree branches tossed by the wind, swaying and clashing above his head. Yes, he was lost indeed. Giving me very scary Snow White Lost in the Woods vibes. Absolutely. It's pitch black, but all you can see around you are like animals' eyes, you know? And the trees are grabbing you. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just so fucking scary. That was a really scary part of that movie. That movie was kind of terrifying, and it was made yeah. for kids. The whole thing. The whole thing was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> what to do? Wait for daylight? But see, there ahead of him, appearing and disappearing among the crowding tree trunks, a light. Stumbling on, catching a foot here, bumping an elbow there, among the ever-crowding trees, Bernard came at last to a clearing. And in the clearing stood a great house with a light streaming from uncurtained windows. Ooh, go in there. I would, Always I would go also in there. be okay if Baba Yaga just showed up out of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> I think that would be worth several drinks right then there. <laughs> Ah, perhaps here I can get some food, was Bernard's first thought. Beware, beware, you are still an enemy country, was Bernard's second thought. So Bernard is like smart as hell. Yeah, yeah. But if I can get... He's definitely proven that. Yeah. But if I can get neither light nor food, (laughs) we shall all three presently perish, was Bernard's third thought. (laughs) I like all three, all three of his thoughts. We're getting getting the full progression. Oh, wait. Or maybe he's talking about... He's actually probably talking about his officers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's three exactly what he's talking about. I was thinking about. he was oh, thinking okay. like all three of us. <laughs> all three of the people that just spoke. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I've had some rum. Okay. Amazing. I love it. Maybe this will be the last time I take a shot of rum before we tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, he went up to the door of the house and knocked. Rat, tat, tat, tat. No answer. Rat, tat, tat, tat. Louder and louder. 
Still no answer. Try the door handle then. Yes, the door was not locked. Bernard pushed it open and stepped inside, a hall brilliantly lit by hanging lamps. Anyone at home? No answer. Bernard crosses the hall, pushes open another door, and comes into a grand room. Anyone at home? No answer. Bernard goes out of this grand room into another grand room. Anyone at home? I love how you're getting the echo by leaning away from your mic. Thank you. Very nice. Good I'm touch. Feeling it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no answer. Bernard goes out of this grand room into another grand room. Anyone at home? <laughs> the room is getting progressively bigger. Still no answer. Mm-hmm. What in the hell is going on? So he goes on from one grand room to another knocking and calling and getting no answer till at last he comes into a small cozy kitchen where there's a bright fire burning and there he draws up a chair to the fire and sits down to warm and dry himself the warmth made him feel drowsy he was almost asleep when cockadoodle-doo the loud <laughs> I was wondering of a cock <laughs> uh. <laughs> queer exclamation mark <laughs> The sound was close at hand, almost as if the cock was in the room. <laughs> I wanted one of my predictions to be that you wouldn't be able to handle me saying cock so many times. <laughs> That's too easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's too easy a prediction. I can't. There's a cock in the room, all right. <laughs> well, it says, it says the cock wasn't in the room, and that was nonsense. Bernard crouched closer to the fire, yawned, and shut his eyes. Well then, just a little snooze. Just a little cock-a-doodle-doo. Loud <laughs> and close. Oh, wait. Hold on. Cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> <laughs> loud and close. The bird must be in the room. Bernard sprang up and looked about him. Looked behind the chair, under the table, on the dresser. No, no cock. No well, cock? <laughs> no cock. Well, what did he expect? The bird must be outside in the courtyard or on one of the chimneys, and it must be the wind that brought the sound into the room so clearly. But Bernard sat down again, held out his hands to the blaze to be warm, to sleep, to not bother about anything for one damn second. Yeah, he has been working so hard. Cock a doodle doo! <laughs> <laughs> Confound the bird! The most certainly was in the room, but where? Bernard was on his feet again now. The sound seemed to have come from the table, but there was nothing on the table. What about the table drawer then? Bernard pulled open the drawer, and there inside sat a cock. But no ordinary cock. <laughs> was it battery operated? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> for every feather on that cock was of shining gold <laughs> gold feathers or no oh okay hold on gold drink <laughs> oh gold yes <laughs> also queer and a drink equals gay gay pirates equals pirates Queer. We got it. Drink. Mm-hmm. 
Gold feathers or no, a bird was a bird and would make for a meal for his hungry masters and himself. I'm sorry. Really? Gonna gobble up this golden cock? (laughs) Stop it. I can't. (laughs) Bernard's... I can't believe I read that correctly. Bernard snatched a knife out of the drawer with one hand and picked up the cock with the other. And and then he all but dropped both the knife and the bird for, believe it or not, the cock was speaking. <laughs> he, he just said chicken. Amazing. Okay. What, <laughs> what good will it do you to kill me? One little meal and you will be hungry again. But take a feather from my tail and write with it. Let there be a good meal here. Wow. So he not only has like golden feathers, but it's like also a pen. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You pluck one out (laughs) right with a quill. In a daze of surprise, Bernard pulled a gold feather out of the conch's tail and wrote on the table, let there be a good meal here. The words glittered gold on the table for a moment and then they disappeared. And in place of them came a meal. Meat, bread, wine, cake, fruit. Oh, oh. Now Bernard was gobbling up the food and gulping down wine. I love stories about magic food and like stuff that just like puts food out for you. Yep. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) Drinker (laughs) of the fairy wine. (laughs) (laughs) that's how the fairies are gonna get you someday that's how they're gonna get me (laughs) although i have to say this is pretty amazing i would also this would get me yeah yeah 100 percent. and he's like starving and he's so tired Mm -hmm. this poor guy next the cock stood on the table with his head on one side wait yeah with his head on one side i don't know what that means and watched him out of one bright eye. So I'm imagining, like, a like. have you ever seen a rooster? They're really crazy looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Roosters gosh. Like insane. The one from Moana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, just like with his eyeballs sticking out. <laughs> uh, except a lot smarter. You'd better be getting back to your masters now, said the cock, when Bernard had finished eating. All I can think of, like, with the smart, like, you know, this rooster is way smarter. And then it just reminds me of like, so like the, the, the chicken in Moana making all those noises, which Alan Tudyk made all of those noises. And I just love that clip. I love that clip where like, he just finishes making all of these chicken noises. And then he says, I went to Juilliard. I went to Juilliard. (laughs) (sighs) And he always picks the wackiest shit to be in like resident Mm -hmm. alien. Mm -hmm. Alan Tudyk is He's so much fun. He's so good. He has fun with life. And I love that for us and for him. So now this, this cock is uh, played by Alan Tiddick, by the way. (laughs) Excellent. Perfect. (laughs) As it should be. (laughs) So he says, you better be getting back to your masters. But Bernard is very worried because he is lost as hail. Right. Said the cock. Right. (laughs) W-R-I-T-E. Let me, this is so wrong. <laughs> Let me be back in the forest with my masters. Let them both be sleeping well. Let their clothes be dry. Let the fire be burning cheerily. Let there be food and drink in abundance. Bernard, wow. are you That's taking That's a tall note? order. 
Bernard wrote, and the cock said, now put the feather in your pocket for future use because I'm the best and I'm telling you everything. I am giving you every single instruction. Keep it safely is in italics and tell no one about it. Tell no one. Oh, no. <laughs> you and I both know what that means. Um, That means that he's going to tell literally the first person he sees. Oh, Abby. Every time. What? Hey, presto. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> We're on a different game now. Hey, presto. With the cock's last words ringing in his ears, Bernard found himself back in the forest. The wind had died down and the rain had stopped. The fire was burning brightly and the officers' coats that hung on the bushes were dry. Curled up in front of the fire were the two officers sleeping soundly and on the greensward, a meal was spread. Such a meal as you might never hope to find outside of a king's palace. Wake, wake, my masters, cried Bernard. Wake and see what fortune has brought us. The two officers sat up rubbed their eyes, and stared from the food to Bernard and back again. Where and what? They stuttered. Uh Good questions. Where and how? Oh, don't ask, said Bernard. For I may not tell. Call it magic. Call it what you will. But eat now. Eat. No need to bid them to eat. The officers' mouths were soon too full for them to ask anything. But if they were astonished at the food appearing, they were even more astonished when, after they had finished their meal, every dish and every plate and every wine glass and bottle vanished, leaving no trace. Yes, no cleanup. Love that. Ugh. It's magic, said one Mm -hmm. officer. (laughs) Yes, magic, said the other officer. Bernard, you rascal. What does it all mean? I know no more than you do, said Bernard. But we are still an enemy country. God, Bernard is so smart. Yeah. And I bet he's handsome <laughs> and funny. <laughs> um, smart, good people are always handsome in fairy tales. The qualities come together. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> always. <laughs> now that you are warm and dry and the storm is over, shouldn't we be hurrying on our way? So they got up and walked through the forest. As they went, Bernard was thinking, day after day, night after night, and still we are in enemy country, and still we have a long, weary way to go. Oh, I wish, how I wish that we could all be three home again. Write it down. I know. Like, come on, dude. Scribble it on something. Come on. (laughs) You you don't know how this works yet? (laughs) Yeah, you you were teleported to the middle of the woods. (laughs) Well, then he remembered the cog's feather. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And dropping behind his masters on the pretext of getting a pebble out of his boot, he took the feather from his pocket and wrote it on the ground. Let us all three be back in our own country. And what happened? The forest vanished. Hell yeah. Now the three of them were walking along the bank of a river. And before them, in the near distance, rose the roofs and church steeples and towers of a great city. Okay. And, you know, obviously the officer's like, (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck? If it were not madness to suppose it, said one officer, I should say that building over yonder was the Tower of London. 
It is the Tower of London, cried the other officer. I thought this was a Bavarian story. So maybe it's a Bavarian story about... About, we've heard tell of such of <laughs> such a place as London, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't make any predictions based on that. Me too. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> They're home in London in this German story. I know. And the story's over. The end. Just kidding. Oh, okay. No, there's a lot more. Right I don't think we've gotten to the piratey part yet. This is a really long story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so settle in. And now, weariness forgotten, the two officers were running toward the city. But Bernard was not running. He was standing still and thinking, surely there's more in life for me than just this humdrum serving of my two masters, kind as they are. Oh, hell yeah. Bernard's like, it's starting to crank in his brain. I I love this for Bernard. I have been thinking this entire time, like, you deserve a promotion. Mm-hmm. Like... If you have magic, like, maybe think bigger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and even before he got magic, he was, like, already taking care of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? This guy's super smart. Yeah. And probably very sexy. Very sexy. He could do better. (laughs) Who would you cast as Bernard? As Bernard? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we've already cast Alan Tudyk as the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the chicken is co- the chicken. I don't know if the cock is making another appearance. Stop saying. <laughs> Never. I guess I kind of see him as like um weird like I don't know why but Justin Long popped into my brain. Oh, Justin Long is so cute. Yeah. Someone who's like really cute but like I don't know, like, I could see him, I could see him kind of playing sort of like a, a, like a servant with like a better, like a bigger destiny sort of role. I don't know. I love that. I was actually going to say Adam Scott. So I feel like they're, they're kind of in the same, like. I think they occupy the same niche actor wise. Yeah. 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 I totally get that. I love it. Like kind of, yeah, like, like just like a simple lad to like, that has like bigger things coming Mm -hmm. ahead. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Oh, so Me good. Too. Justin Long. Perfect. Good casting. <laughs> we got to cast. Okay. Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. Martin Short. Can be the officers. <laughs> can be the officers. <laughs> In our movie. They'd make good comedy out of it. For sure. For sure. So Bernard's thinking about his life and obviously he wants something more. And now that he's got this golden feather, like, why not? So he took the gold feather from his pocket and wrote with it on a stone. Let me be where I can find my fortune. Let me be decently but soberly dressed. Oh, that's not piracy at all. (laughs) Uh, That's the opposite. I think we actually have to, like, I think we have to not take the next drink because that was so not piratey. I don't know. (laughs) We have to to give up one of our (laughs) drinks. Yeah. (laughs) And let me have enough money in my pocket to keep me in food and clothing. And hey, presto. No sooner written than there he was, walking through the streets of a town. But what was most strange was that though the people were speaking in a language he had never heard before, he could both understand what they were saying and could himself speak that language as easily as if it were his native tongue. Nice. Oh, so fun. Mm Mm-hmm. 
His clothes had changed too, but he was no longer in his soldier's uniform, but wearing a dark blue cap and a dark blue gown that reached almost to his heels. In the pocket of the gown was the gold feather, and from a girdle round his waist hung a leather purse well filled with coins of the country. Oh no, said Bernard to himself. It seems that I am a fellow of some importance. <laughs> That's what you asked oh, for, no. bro. <laughs> oh no. I love it. I love it. And he went into a tavern to get himself a meal. There were several people eating and drinking in the tavern, and on seeing Bernard, one man nudged another and said, here comes the new doctor to try his hand at curing the princess. <laughs> I was taking an unsanctioned drink, and that was my punishment. Um, <laughs> did a spit take all over the computer screen. <laughs> here comes the doctor. Oh, no. Like, oh, no, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> wow so apparently his fortune is just being someone else entirely <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> shit <laughs> that's that's rough yeah we have a problem <laughs> so apparently they think he's trying to or try his hand at curing the princess and maybe of course. better of course he is <laughs> oh yeah we were waiting huh? for the princess we were and may he have better luck than those who have come before him, said the other man. Or we shall all be wearing mourning before the month is out. Oh. Oh, ho, thought Bernard. So that's <laughs> the idea. A very sick princess and a doctor to heal her with the help of his golden fat feather. <laughs> who literally wrote, wrote you in to some other story. Yeah, right? So now we're in a completely different story. I love it. Uh, he, okay. So his cock is going to heal the princess. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So Bernard goes up to the tavern keeper and says, and how is the princess? Very, very bad, answered the tavern keeper. And getting mm -hmm. worse every hour. If your honor can do anything for her, it must be done quickly. It shall, it shall be done. <laughs> I'm still thinking about him healing her with his magic cock feather. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll help her out. <laughs> and it shall be done quickly, said Bernard. And after he had eaten, he, he went to the palace and asked to see the king, announcing himself as a doctor who had traveled all the way from England to cure the princess. A foreign doctor, said the king. How should you succeed when all the doctors in the country have failed? Yet I Xenophobic. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I said xenophobic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A foreign doctor. A foreigner. Well, I can cure her. But she is dying. Yet I can cure her. Well, I don't believe it. Yet I can <laughs> cure her, said Bernard again. Oh, oh, cried the king, you doctors with your pills and your better medicines and your this and that. <laughs> you only make her okay. worse and worse. <laughs> oh, my poor darling, let her die in peace. We've been leeching her, which is the tried and true <laughs> method. And yet she doesn't seem to be getting any better. <laughs> uh, you would let her die then, said Bernard, when I can cure her. 
No, no, cried the king. Well, yes, all right. You shall see her. But if you don't (laughs) cure her, I will have your head. Yes, I will have your head. I am sick of you, doctors. Sick of you, one and all. So Bernard was brought into the room where the princess lay in an ivory bed, motionless and with closed eyes. But how beautiful she was. Oh, how beautiful. At the sight of her, (laughs) Bernard's heart was like to leap out of his body. He made pretense. Sleeping beauty situation? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) I I don't think Ruth Manning Sanders would ever let that happen. She wouldn't do that to us. At the, oh, sorry. He made pretense to feel her pulse, and he smoothed back the shining hair that fell over her white forehead. He took the gold feather from his pocket and wrote on the palm of his hand, Let me have here a medicine to make the princess just a little better. Just a little? Oh, he's smart. Well, he can't, like, cure her all at once, right? Like, he has to prove his worth. Yes. He has to make it seem like science. Still seems a little... And not, like, magic. See, that came across to me as, like, super shady, but... Oh, I think it's shady. I just think it's smart. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. There's a difference. Like, it's... Like, it's... Because also, I think he's doing it so that, like, you know... Like, he nurses her back to health little by little so that there's time for her to grow attached to him. You smart son of a bitch. You son of a bitch, Justin Long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that for him. Hey, presto. There in his hand was a vial filled with a sparkling green liquid. Very gently, Bernard put the vial on the princess's lips. The liquid trickled into her mouth, and she Mm. opened her eyes and smiled. The king, who was watching, gave a gasp of joy. Bernard carried the vial to the window and turning turning his back to the king, wrote again with the golden feather on the palm of his hand, let me have in my pocket a medicine to make the princess better still. And hey, presto, there in his pocket was a vial filled with a sparkling white liquid. Very gently, he put the vial to the princess's lips The liquid trickled into her mouth, and she sighed, smiled, and sat up. The king was shedding tears of joy. Bernard carried the vial to the window and, turning his back to the king, wrote yet a third time with the golden feather on the palm of his hand, let me have in my pocket a medicine that shall entirely cure the princess. Wait, okay, so, well, now I I don't think he's so smart. Well, it's not as shady. It's it's less shady. That's absolutely true. But like you're doing it all in one day. I guess like in succession. But like why why then? Like why bother doing um doing it little by little, you know? Yeah, I don't know. If it's all going to be in one day anyway. That's my question. Maybe he's just nervous. <laughs> he's only had this cock feather for <laughs> a few days. Mm. You know, just a few <laughs> days ago he was a captor in the enemy country, so that's true. He's come a long way. <laughs> this is very true. Well, hey, Spread Presto. There in his pocket was a vial filled with sparkling rosy liquid. Bernard carried the vial over to the bed. Drink, your royal highness, he said, putting the vial to the princess's lips. And she drank. The princess sprang out of bed and she cried, oh, dear Papa, I am well, I'm well. And she flung her arm around the king's neck. Aw, how old is she supposed to be? I have no idea. 
old enough to be hot. <laughs> Let's say 18. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the king was sobbing for joy and waiting women were sobbing for joy and the princess was laughing. Ask what you will, said the king to Bernard, and I will give you dukedom. I will make you an earl. I will empty my treasury for you. I will give you anything, anything. I am not asking anything, your majesty. <laughs> I do not want anything. <laughs> my reward is to see the princess cured. <laughs> but, oh, indeed, he did want something. But what? It's the princess's hand in marriage, isn't it? Well, well yeah. Uh, but that's something what he wanted he dare not ask he wanted the princess herself for he had fallen head over heels in love even though she just woke up for the first she literally just woke up (laughs) but she's really pretty she's hot and now that i have cured her he said to himself The king will expect me to go away, and perhaps I shall never see her again. However, he did see the princess again. He saw her very often, for the king insisted that the doctor must have rooms in the palace and visit the princess every day, lest she fall ill again. And Okay. Yeah, which is fair. That's fair. And so it came about that the princess was soon as much in love with Bernard as he was with her. Good. Okay. I'm enjoying this a lot more than your usual love at first sight fairy tale. Yeah, right? Thing. She actually gets the opportunity to get to know him a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. And not while she's sick and just really like happy that somebody's keeping her alive. <laughs> right. Now, I'd watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. This is really cute so far. Ooh, who's the princess? Oh, that's a good question. Justin Long and... We don't know. It does not have to go, not to go that deep. Uh, Zendaya. <laughs> Zendaya. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, she's probably a little too young for That's just what long. I was thinking. I've just been like watching yeah, a lot no, of Parks right, and right. Rec. So my automatic thought was Leslie Nope. Aubrey Plaza? Oh, yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Done. Aubrey Plaza. Perfect. Who's the actress that plays Lizzie? No. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Thank you. I knew it was Amy something. And I was like, it's not Amy Adams. <laughs> Ooh, Amy Adams would be a good one too, though. But yeah, I like Aubrey Plaza. True. Perfect. Aubrey Plaza. Because then now we can headcanon this princess as like a really dour. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. Now, the princess had a little pony carriage of her own, and when she said that she felt she was well enough to go driving, the king said, yes, of course, but you must take the doctor with you. So there they were, the princess and Bernard, (laughs) sitting side by side in the little pony carriage, all very proper, with an elderly waiting woman sitting in the back seat. Naturally. Driving through the pleasant country lanes in the spring sunshine with the birds singing in the trees and the flowers blooming in the hedgerows. Oh, I am so happy, said the princess. And then what did she do? (laughs) (laughs) What was that accent? (laughs) Uh, That was um, a little little Robin Hood men in tights. (laughs) I love it. Oh, Robin Hood, I'm so happy. (laughs) And then what did she do? She 
She put one little hand over Bernard's hand and then whispered very low, and I love you so much. Oh, oh this is so cute. This is romantic. Then I have nothing more to wish for in my life, which is sweet. But now I'm thinking he's going to like throw the the cock feather away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's going to like lose its potency or something. We'll see. For I love you with my whole heart. And did the waiting woman hear them? Perhaps she did. Perhaps she didn't. At any rate, she was loyal and kept her mouth shut. <laughs> yes. Good for her. She knows. She knows what the chaperoning business is all about. So all went merrily for a time, but there came an evening when the king said, My dear little daughter, now that you are well again, we must see about a husband for you. I should like to have a husband, said the princess. Mm -hmm. Well then, said the king. Very specific. (laughs) Who shall it be? The young prince of Fairlands? Oh no, Papa, no, cried the princess. I don't like the prince of Fairlands. He's horrid. Prince Tristram of Outlands, then? Oh, no, Papa. He is so ugly. <laughs> Which is rude. But, you know, I mean, I guess... Rude. You like you like. That's fine. Well, how mm-hmm. about the Prince Roderick of the Plains? Oh, no, Papa. He's worse still. <laughs> <laughs> I love your princess so. voice. <laughs> so it went on the king suggesting one suitor after another and the princess finding fault with them all until the king got vexed and said well who will you have you tiresome girl (laughs) 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 I will have the one I love Dr. Bernard rubbish cried the king Dr. Bernard is all very well and kind and inspired. I am very grateful to him, but as my son-in-law <laughs> and the heir to my kingdom, no, 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 my girl. Won't do. Certainly will not do. <laughs> then I will live and die an old maid, said the princess, for I will have no other husband. I'm changing my accents for these characters a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I love it I so much. It's I also... The I've I've mentally cast the king Ooh-hoo. as well. Um, I'm casting him as Hugh Grant because Hugh Grant has entered his cranky old man era. Hot, I'm so for and that. And it's very blustery. That's very, <laughs> very perfect. I love this casting. Like this is purely based off of a recent viewing of Paddington Two, where he plays the villain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing this very much as like a slapstick, though. <laughs> Like <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. It's very silly, especially if this is still Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely still Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> oh, so good! I would watch this movie. We still haven't gone to any pirates. I know. I'm disappointed, but like, I believe in it. I still I believe have in like it. four pages before I get to the pirate picture, though. This is so much longer than I expected. This story's so I'm sorry. long. <laughs> But it's fine. We're having fun. Okay. We're having a great time. You don't have anything to do today, right? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Keep it pushing. Then I will live and die an old maid, said the princess. For I will have no other husband. I already said that. Well, there they were at loggerheads. The king got angry and stamped about the room, and he made the princess cry, but she stuck to it. Bernard she loved, and Bernard (laughs) she must have as her husband. 
So at last, the king hit upon what he thought was a cunning device. Very well, said he. Uh Uh-huh. Dr. Bernard is a clever man, and he shall marry you if in three days... Oh, here it comes. Oh, yeah. If in three days he can build a palace fit for you to live in and a palace finer than my own. And the princess ran to Bernard. Oh, Papa is cruel, cruel, she cried. He says you can only marry me if in three days you can build a palace finer than this one. (laughs) Now I'm getting a transatlantic accent. It's getting a little, getting a little southern. (laughs) I feel like that'd be really funny in a movie if their accents just constantly changed. (laughs) What shall we do? Let us run away this minute. Yes, that's what we must do. Run away and never come back. Okay. Never come back. (laughs) I think it will be best to wait until tomorrow morning, said Bernard. Cheer up, my darling. Go to bed now and sleep happily. All may yet be well. Haven't you heard it said that the morning is wiser than the evening? Aw. Where have we heard that before? Call back. The frog princess. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase. Another Ruth Manning Sanders. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of RMS isms in this oh, one. It's so good. I love loving this. So the princess kissed him and went to bed and cried herself to sleep. Bernard strolled to the window and looked out. It was a fine night, a full moon was rising in the eastern sky, and beyond the palace gardens lay a wide stretch of meadowland. Ha! The very place. Bernard took the golden feather from his pocket and wrote on the windowsill, Where the meadow lies, let my palace rise. A palace for my love and me, a palace beautiful to see. A royal palace much more grand than the one in which I stand. Hey, presto, there was the palace, its ivory towers in gilded pinnacles glittering in the moonlight. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, dear golden cock said Bernard, putting the feather back in his pocket. My princess has gone to bed crying, but she shall wake laughing. And he too went to bed. The next morning, what excitement, the whole town abuzz. Have you seen it? The new palace that sprung up in the night? What can it mean? Who built it? It's sorcery. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's objectively true. (laughs) But how beautiful. Puts the king's palace in the shade. That's what it does. The princess is laughing and clapping her hands. The king doesn't know whether to be vexed or pleased. But he hastens now to arrange the wedding of the princess and Bernard. Oh, I'm glad that he keeps his word. Yeah, that's You know, and he doesn't invent another task. He's not, like, ready to murder him. (laughs) Yeah. For the man must be... This is a everybody's behaving very well story. It really is. Everybody. (laughs) Yeah. I don't hate anybody in this story. Who's the villain in this story? When are the pirates coming? They'll probably be really nice fellows, too. (laughs) That was my prediction, (laughs) so I hope so. (laughs) Well, the man must be a wizard, thought the king. And if I flout him, heaven knows what may happen. Oh, so there's a little fear in there. That's fair. That's fair. mm -hmm. He built a a grand palace overnight. Yeah, don't piss that guy off. Mm-mm. So Bernard, he has a death note mm-hmm. pencil. So Bernard married the princess and took her to live in his wonderful palace. 
And if ever two people were happy on this earth, those two were Bernard and the princess. In his great thankfulness, Bernard wrote with a feather that a little padoga should be built in the palace garden with the likeness of the golden cock above the entranceway. (laughs) And under one of the golden cock's wings, he hid the golden Mm. feather. It'll be safe there, thinks he. Safer than in my pocket. Sure. For at any time I might drop it, but under the cock's wing it will be secure. Oh, foolish Bernard. It's outside. Like, (laughs) didn't the golden cock tell you to keep that feather in your pocket? And what else did the cock say? Didn't he say? Don't tell no one about it. Anybody. Tell no one. (laughs) Tell no one. Is he about to tell his bride? (laughs) Then what is Bernard thinking about in the joy of his heart when the princess asks him how all this has happened, how he managed to cure her when every other doctor had failed, and by what magic he had built his palace in a night? At first, he won't tell her. He says it is forbidden to tell anyone. But when the princess pouts and says she is not anyone, but a very special one, and that married people yeah, shouldn't valid. have secrets from one another. Valid. He love her anymore because he looks so grave and stern. And oh, then the foolish fellow does tell her. For how can he resist her pretty coaxing ways? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fucking good. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Or what would happen. Absolutely. <laughs> But I'm like, not there are no secrets in a marriage. <laughs> These fairy tale rules are tough, y'all. If you're, if you're, well, I don't know. I feel like that's bad advice being like, if your significant other really doesn't like, can't tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, leave it alone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. So Bernard goes with the princess to the padoga in the garden, points to the image of the golden cock, takes the feather from under the cock's wing, and gives it to the princess and says, Now write with the feather on the ground anything you fancy. All excited, the princess writes for a diamond girdle. Hey, presto, there is the girdle, a glitter round her Hell waist. Hell yeah. She writes for a pair of slip- silver slippers. Hey, presto, All right. silver slippers are on her feet. Heck yeah. Then she writes for a little white fluffy dog. <laughs> and yes! hey, presto. There- you are a princess, though. I'm pretty yeah. sure any of these things could have been procured for you in a more normal way. She could have written that with any feather <laughs> and gotten yeah. that. She could have scribbled that onto a piece of paper and sent a servant to get any of those Maybe items. like a tiny bit longer, but come on. Come on. But I love that she asked for a little white fluffy dog. Yeah. Cute. (laughs) And there is the little white fluffy dog wagging his bit of a tail and jumping around her. Oh, what fun. The princess laughs. Bernard laughs. He takes the feather again and puts it back in the padoga under the wing of the golden cock. This is. She's not going to leave it there. (laughs) I bet the king's going to find it. Ooh. Oh, I like that. That's my, and then he's gonna send Bernard to the pirates on a shipwreck. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, our secret says the princess. But can a secret remain a secret once it is told? It seems not. 
The king was as anxious as the princess was to know how it all came about. He doesn't like Bernard these days. No, he does not. He is afraid of him and he is jealous. And one morning he tells the princess that she is married a wizard and that he fears for her safety. So then the princess, all hot in Bernard's defense, tells the king the whole story. But it's a secret, Papa. You understand that? Of course, of course, says the king. (laughs) Do you think I am going to blab? No, the king is not going to blab. But No, indeed. No, he's (laughs) not. But he does mean to get that gold feather. And get it, he does. Good prediction. Stealing it out at night when Bernard and the princess are sleeping. And what does the king write first with that feather? He writes that his treasury may be stacked with gold. Drink! <laughs> yes! Pirate <laughs> behavior! <laughs> oh, two drinks, stealing and gold. Dead men tell Perfect. no tales. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he was going to write like write Bernard off the show. I did too. Like- <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably coming. I think he's, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. The story's okay. so long. Okay, we're almost to the pirate page. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let the king have his gold. Who begrudges him that? When the next he visits his treasury, he will scarcely be able to get into the room for the gold coins that lie piled up everywhere. But what does the king write next? <laughs> I love, I love. He writes Bernard off the show. I love RMS and the way she writes. It's so good. (laughs) This is what he writes. Let a storm wind rise and carry Bernard far out to sea. The sea. Drink the sea. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Whoosh. Here comes the storm wind flinging the pedogue to the ground, toppling the king over on his back. The king will have an aching back for many a day. But what matter? Now he is gloating. For see, out of a window in Bernard's palace, a man comes whirling. Bernard himself. Bernard whirling up and away through the wind, on the storm wind, away and away, until he vanishes in the clouds. Oh, I love this (laughs) so much. I just, I, I wrote... That a wind should take my son-in-law away. <laughs> what a what a simple king! <laughs> I want money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want the a storm wind to carry that dude off wherever. Not my business. <laughs> None of my business anymore. <laughs> He's not evil. He's just a grumpy ass old man. Mm-hmm. It does. It kind of reminds me of the end of Aladdin. Yeah, this is giving me so many Aladdin vibes. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Next morning, the princess woke from an uneasy dream. She turned to tell her dream to Bernard. But where was Bernard? Not lying by her side. Well, he must have got up early and gone out to watch the sunrise. It was such a beautiful morning. Oh, 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 she really likes him. She's in bliss. Yeah, aw. The princess dressed quickly and went down to breakfast. Still no Bernard. Bad boy. The princess pouted. Does it say bad boy? (laughs) Bad boy with an exclamation mark. Bad boy. The princess pouted. She didn't like having breakfast alone. Oh. This girl. (laughs) I love her. She's so strong. (laughs) 
But as the morning went by and Bernard still didn't appear, her vexation changed to anxiety and then her anxiety to panic. She ran to the king crying, Oh, Papa, where is Bernard? I can't find him anywhere. Oh, Papa, where can he be? I'm frightened. <laughs> Pooh, said the king. Don't doubt the rascal's nephew. I always told you it was no good. Now I'm coming to marry him beneath you. No, you may be sure he won't come back. And by then, we'll arrange a more suitable husband for you. <laughs> he has a big mustache. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's the fluffy. That's why you can't tell what he's saying completely, because there's such a big mm-hmm. mustache. <laughs> the princess gave the king such a scornful look as almost made him feel ashamed of himself. She went out. This is where Aubrey Plaza's talents get put to the Fuck yes. get put to use. <laughs> She went out into the garden and she was going to the Padoga to get the cock's golden feather. She was going to write with the golden feather. And what she was going to write was this. Please let Bernard come back to me quickly. But when she came to the Padoga, she found it in ruins. She found the image of the old golden cock lying among the rubble and the gold feather was gone from under its wing. Oh, Bernard, my dear, my (laughs) love. Hold on. I feel like I should go back to an English accent now. <laughs> Just swap back. It's fine. Whatever whatever the vibes are, like, is what you should do. Oh, Bernard. My d- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernard, my dear, dear love, come back to me. Oh, Bernard, where are you? The princess sat down among the ruins, bowed her head in her hands, and wept. And where was Bernard? Bernard. Where indeed? <laughs> This is the part I've been waiting for. I know. (laughs) Bernard was being whirled away over land, over sea, on the wings of the storm wind. (laughs) Ha ha. The storm wind was having fun with Bernard, tossing him up above the clouds, letting him fall until he was splashed by the waves of the sea, tossing him up again, whirling him over on land, over water, and dropping him at the last deck of a pirate ship to the great amazement of the pirate crew. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Amazing. That's why he looks so astonished and doesn't have any shoes mm-hmm. on. <laughs> he was sleeping. He was in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but the pirates were a merry lot. They roared with laughter to see Bernard and his ermine-trimmed bedgown, and they stripped him of his gown, dressed him in a ragged shirt and trousers, and set him to work in the galley. Drink! Yes! He's a handsome, strong fellow, said the pirate chief. Ooh, all, of the, all of the men from our <laughs> flag means death. Ow, yeah, he got dumped onto, uh, <laughs> he got dumped onto the gentleman pirate's pirate ship. Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> Oh, but he's a handsome, strong fellow, said the pirate chief. When we reach the Southlands, we'll sell him in the slave market. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> that got dark. Oof. Drink. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> However, that pirate ship never did reach the Southlands. The storm whim repented of the way it had treated Bernard. The storm wind. Oh, it felt bad. <laughs> The storm feels bad. I love that so much. That's so cute. Uh, The storm is going to be played by Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) I've decided now. (laughs) I like it. Okay. So 
<laughs> the storm wind rushed over the waves of the sea, landing them into a frenzy. It wrecked the pirate ship. And there was Bernard clinging to a plank and being washed up on a desert island. Drink. Heck, yeah, he's been marooned. That's piratey as hell. To that desert, the storm wind brought up a handsome frigate to take the shelter from the tumult of its raising. And then the storm wind went on its way laughing. Because <laughs> it's Sigourney Weaver, so she's got kind of like a, a little bit of a crazy laugh. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's kind of a little crazy, a little raspy. <laughs> and left the troubled waters to calm down again. So when the handsome frigate was able to sail once more, the captain took Bernard aboard. And after many weeks of calling at this port and that port, landed him at last in the very country from which the storm wind had carried him. And where the princess Aww. sat mourning for her dear husband, and the king was scribbling away with the golden feather, and adding more and more gold to the piles in his treasury. Bro. No imagination, this what guy. What do you want to do with all that gold, though? Like. Hoard it. Do something. <gasps> He's like a dragon. Yeah. Dragon daddy. Like a dragon. <laughs> or like a billionaire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like. Yeah. Okay. He's going to go on a rocket ship. He's going to. He's going to build a rocket. Fucking. Yep, go to the moon. Uh, just in time for Bernard to walk through the streets of his city and tell everybody to dust off the guillotines. <gasps> no, he would never do that. Bernard is too kind, I bet. No, he also likes being rich and being a prince. Let's find out. <laughs> he wants his princess to keep her head. But the king didn't mean to be caught napping. He had a notion that perhaps Bernard yeah. might find his way home again, and he set guards at the city gate to give him news of everyone who entered. So We're doing great. when Bernard arrived, the king had him seized and flung into a deep dungeon. This is so Aladdin. Yeah, no chance of escape. No chance of sending word to the princess. Chained hand to foot, <laughs> fed on bread and water that. for days, for weeks. Bernard moped in prison. The guards were sorry for him, but what could they do? Orders were orders, and to disobey orders mm. would be to lose their heads. Mm. Oh, golden-feathered cock, thought Bernard one morning. You forbade me to tell anyone of your gift to me. I disobeyed you, and now I see what comes of it. Cock-a-doodle-doo! <laughs> Something oh my god. Oh. Came down into the gloomy cell like a ray of light. The cock himself. Return of the cock. <laughs> cock a doodle doo. <laughs> Bernard, Bernard, you stupid fellow. Why didn't you keep your mouth shut? Oh, golden cock, don't don't abrade me. Golden cock. I have been punished enough. <laughs> so you have, said the cock. And it's your time. And it's time your punishment came to an end. Take another feather from my tail. Write it with poo. Must I tell you what to write? No, no, you needn't tell <laughs> do me. Do I have to do everything? <laughs> uh, no, no, you needn't tell me, cried Bernard. I know what to write well enough. And he took a feather from the cock's tail and wrote, Let me be free from this dungeon. Let me be back with my princess in my own palace. Let the feather that the king stole lose its virtue and let the king go where he has no more power to do mischief to my, br to my princess or me. And hey, presto, the cock vanished and the dungeon yeah. vanished. 
There was Bernard back in his own palace with his dear princess in his arms. And there was the king going out barefoot through the city gates and no one knowing him, for he was dressed as a beggar and carried a pack. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. The king did not return. Oh, but the princess loves her dad. I don't know. That's kind of sad. I know. Oh, that's Hey, you know, sometimes you have to make hard choices. That's the fix is that, like, the king gains respect for Bernard and then they can, like, mm-hmm. okay. seize the error of his ways. And also, like, way more pirate stuff. <laughs> way more pirate stuff. And the princess needs a name. Uh, absolutely. The king did not return. Who then was to govern the kingdom? Why, the princess's daughter, of course. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're in power. For I love this. Once, the people crowned her queen and Bernard as prince consort helped her to govern wisely. But the new. Oh, my God. Like, she's legit the monarch. I thought they were just going to make him king. I know, that's pretty fucking awesome. I love this story. <laughs> but the new queen was not happy. She was worried about the old king, who, though he... RMS is answering That's all of our questions. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Who, though he had behaved badly, was after all her father. She sent out messengers to look for him, and after a long search, they found him, ragged, dirty, and oh, so weary, sitting under a tree, washing his feet in a stream. They brought him back a tired, repentant old fellow, and the queen, his daughter, kissed him and pardoned him and tidied him up and gave him a little palace of his own to live in. So all ended happily. The end. I love it! (laughs) That was so damn long, but very cute. Oh my gosh. That was super long. Sorry. Oh my god. I think I completely like misread how long that was gonna be. Oh my god, but honestly, worth it. That story was so damn good. It was so cute. And of course, Ruth Ruth Manning Sanders answered all of our questions. Yes. No one answered questions. I and th- you know, I don't know. Like, do I wish there was more pirate stuff? Sure. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's that's my fix. But everything else was literally perfect. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so points wise, uh I would say for me, okay, I'm like, I'll do yours first because you went first. Protagonist was not a prince, correct? He, he yep. was not made to walk the plank, but it was a Princess Bride situation. So you got two points. Was it a Princess Bride situation? Oh, I thought it was. I'm, I meant, I guess I meant Princess Bride situation in terms of like, you know, like how in the Princess Bride, uh, Wesley gets kidnapped by the Dread Pirate Roberts and then gets taught to become a pirate. Oh, yeah, you meant. Okay, no, you've only got one point. Okay, yeah, because th- that, that's what I meant. So that's, I didn't get it. Um. I would say they were not kindly pirates because they were going to sl- sell him into the slave. They were going to sell him. Trade. Yeah. Uh, and he also was not on a shipwreck and he was not on a quest to get the cock. <laughs> so I got zero points. There was a shipwreck. Well, didn't the storm wind raise the ship there was from sh- like... There was a shipwreck, but I uh, predicted that they would find him from a shipwreck. Or a shipwreck. Oh, okay. That's fair. Well... Then there you go. Zero points. It's too bad. (laughs) That was so cute. And 
It even had our fix. Well, my fix. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like almost as soon as you were done saying it, (laughs) the story supplied it. That was fun. That was so long. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a doozy. Unfortunately, my story story is very short. Yeah. I'm stoked. Let's do it. How many predictions do I get? You you only get one. It's very short. Okay. Um, it's called Black Bartlemy's Ghost, Ooh. and it's a Canadian ghost story from Nova Scotia. Black Bartlemy's Ghost. I did read the very first paragraph, so I'm not using that any of that for my um, predictions. Okay. Because, I mean, as you know, this is a legit pirate ghost story, so we'll be drinking the whole time. Ooh, I love it. Good. Okay. It's I've got this got, much left. <laughs> okay. I also don't have a lot left, but that's fine with yeah. me because I'm feeling it all. I right. think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. Um my one prediction is that the pirates get their comeuppance. <laughs> okay. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, you can have that okay. one. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell okay. me. Okay. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, this uh, we said earlier in the show, but uh, I want to thank Brittany once again for sending this sending this our way after we felt sad that we hadn't found any pirate folktales. Yeah, thank you, Brittany. You are the best. We love you. Black Bartlemy was an evil, surly buccaneer who murdered his wife and children and went to sea with a band of pirates as nasty as he. It's the the bad. Our flag means death. <laughs> yeah, this is um more like how Blackbeard actually was, yeah. and not the cute Taika Waititi version. <laughs> <laughs> he roamed the Atlantic coast, murdering and pillaging, and laying waste to the countryside as he passed. Yeah, he did. Drink. <laughs> yeah, he did. Okay, I'm gonna stop saying <laughs> pirate <it>. behavior. <laughs> I won't say it again because I'll just be drinking the whole time. We're just it's this is all pirate shit. <laughs> all of it. You might as well down your entire drink right now. <laughs> By the time he approached Cape Fortune in Nova Scotia, Black Bartlemy had a ship loaded with treasure. Five hundred chests had he, full of gold and jewels and goblets and mighty swords. Fuck yeah, he did. Awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Even though he murdered kids and his wife, which is <laughs> Less awesome. Bloody pirates. (laughs) Bloody pirates. (laughs) A thick fog lay over the bay as the ship approached, and the treacherous tide soon took hold of the evil man's ship. The crashing, churning waters of the roaring bull, that dangerous ledge of rocks near Cape Fortune, took the pirate ship and smashed its hull. But Captain Bartlemy spotted land to the starboard side of the ship, he and his trusted mate, Ben the Hook. Oh, hell yes, Ben. Hell ben yes, hook. Ben the Hook. Had the crew load up the escape boat with every treasure chest they could fit. Then the bold pirate had his first mate murder the other buccaneers so that they would not have to share the treasure with them. <laughs> Damn, this is so pirate <laughs> <laughs> Ben the Hook crouched just out of sight in the rocking escape boat and slit each man's throat with his hook as the seamen bent to place his burden in the hold. All right. Yeah. 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 
then bend through each body over the side of the ship into the churning waters below so that the next pirate would not sense a trap when he came forward with his treasure. Damn, that's hardcore. Yeah. Super hardcore. Now I want the Kraken to show up. hardcore pirating right here. (laughs) (laughs) When the treasure was loaded into the boat, Bartleby and Ben the Hook rowed into the calmer waters of the Cape. They searched for a place to bury their treasure. Finding a large cave, they piled each chest inside and then covered the entrance with rocks. And as Ben the Hook rolled the final boulder into place, Bartleby thrust a sword deep into his chest, twisting it with an evil laugh and watched as his mate fell dead at his feet. That's so (laughs) fucked. Okay. I know. Hold on. I want to tell you about my casting for this one. Okay, yes, please tell me. Tell me. Who's Ben the Hook? Okay. I don't know if you ever saw that uh, show about, like, ghosts with Adam Scott and Craig Robinson. But that's why I want want Black Bartleby to be Craig Robinson. (laughs) And I want Adam Scott to be Ben the Hook. It's called Ghosted? Yes. Okay. Because they were so cute in that show together and it didn't get past season one. Oh my goodness. Fuck yeah. I would watch that. Okay. I want, That's hilarious. I want them to get back together. They could also be pirates. I feel like they could also make some pointed social commentary about like Craig Robinson is black bodily. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> oh, but he kills Ben the Hook. That's also very sad. Yeah, he kills Ben the Hook. Black Bartleby's not a very nice man. Well, he's a pirate, you know. Yeah, <laughs> pirate code. So back to back to setting the scene. Bartleby is standing over Ben's corpse, laughing an evil laugh. <laughs> Knowing that he had to leave this remote spot or starve, the evil pirate captain walked along the edge of the water, searching for a town or a harbor where he might row the escape boat. But Black Bartleby soon found himself mired in quicksand with no one to save him. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> Your comeuppance. Only the gulls heard his dying curses ringing over the cape as he sank down and down into the mire and was engulfed. Yeah, I would say he got his comeuppance. Hell yeah. One stormy night, soon after the pirate's death, the keeper of the local lighthouse saw a flare going up in the direction of the roaring bull. Thinking it a ship in trouble, the keeper called together a lifeboat crew and launched their boat into the icy waters, heading for the Roaring Bull. But as they approached the vessel in distress, they saw an ancient galleon with tattered sails. Yeah, they did. Its decks were piled high with treasure chests spilling over with gold. And astride the deck is a solitary man dressed in black. The evil pirate grinned wickedly down at them, (laughs) gesturing grandly with his cutlass. As the breakers overwhelmed their boat, the last thing the keeper and the rescuers heard was the sound of Black Bartleby's ghost laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Drink for ghost pirate. Drink! (laughs) They say... The ghost of Black Bartleby continues to haunt the Cape and the Roaring Bull to this day. And that any rescue crew summoned to save a vessel off the Roaring Bull should take every precaution because the distressed vessel might not really be there. (gasps) 
Ooh, spooky. The end. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like we should have saved that for Halloween. <laughs> I know. This was so good. But uh, what's what's a little – What's I mean, you know, it's pirates. It's we had to do some pirate stuff. The perfect segue. We're going into Mermaid. Hell yes, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. Uh, that was so good, Brittany. Thank you for sending us that story. That was thank you, Brittany. I should mention that this story was retold by someone named S.E. Schlosser. Oh, and it was a... Just to give them credit. Was it a Canadian folktale? Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's a Nova Scotia ghost story. Oh, that's so good. Perfect. Yeah, send us more stories like that. <laughs> More of those, please. Uh, <laughs> so fun. Okay. You got one point for that yeah. one. Yeah. Yay. I needed a point. I feel like I am falling very much behind. I think you're falling behind. I think I'm pulling ahead. <laughs> Although last time we did this, I got two points, but it was on a bonus episode. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Bonus episodes don't count. They don't count. Not that... Not that that our regular episodes count much either. No. It's like, whose line is it anyway? Where the points don't matter. Yep. It's all. (laughs) Or maybe we'll do something with the points. Maybe whoever gets the most points gets a prize. What would our prize be? I don't know. We'll think a trophy. Ooh, we could get some art, but this artwork from one of our favorite fairy tale artists. I'll take that. Whew. Well, thanks for hanging in there with us <laughs> and listening to our amazing pirate stories. You know, in fact, I take back my thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple or wherever they'll let you leave a review, really. But Apple Podcasts uh, is the most important place. You can also leave us stars on Spotify. Five stars, please. If you love the show and want to support us in other ways, i.e. monetarily, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. And you can also find us on literally everything. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on... Clapper. (laughs) Clapper. We might be on Mastodon now. (laughs) Who can say? Uh, I think we're on Facebook. You can find us wherever you want, and you can email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And both stories were perfect in every They were flawless. (laughs) And they all lived happily Happily ever ever after after. the end. end.